Welcome back, everybody, to That's Loaded, a so fucking spooky podcast with Katie <laughs> and Sarahville. What's up, bitches? No, what's up, witches? Witches. You're right. Good catch. What's up, witches? We're back with another spooky episode because it's October. I don't know if it's really spooky it's or if it's more just like informational. No, Is that even a word? Yeah. Informative. Informative. Uh-huh. All of the above. We're talking today about the Salem witch trials. I've been waiting literally a year for this. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> anything, to be honest. Like, prior to researching this, I knew nothing Same. about the Salem witch trials. Because in class, you literally – there was, like, a little tiny section in your textbook about the Salem witch trials. And I always wanted them to, like, go into more detail, I remember. Right? And now I know why they didn't. <laughs> But I'm excited. All I know is, you know, Hocus Pocus, Sanderson sisters. Yeah, obviously that's give us more tea. A little fictional, but they, I mean, they're the que- they're the queens of the Salem witch trials. Sarah, <laughs> get it right. The Sanderson sisters. Yeah, totally in part of this for sure. They're hanging with us right now. They're here. I can feel them. Mm-hmm. I feel their presence. Sarah Jessica Parker, what's up, girl? She's here. She's allegedly she's in the building. <laughs> She may have a cameo of her song at the end. You got to stay tuned. But before we get into that, Caitlin, do you have a loaded review? <laughs> Bitch, which you know I fucking do. Let me pull it up. Also, sorry for my vocal fry, everybody. I, I lost my voice at a wedding this weekend, and it's just, thankfully, I will not be talking much in this episode. But our review is a spooky review, as she says. This is Nicole Sweeney. Uh, 13. She goes, hey, girls, I'm a new listener, already binged all the episodes in the past week. No cap. We, lo- we love, love that. You. Anyway, I'm glad I found a podcast with girls my same age who I feel like I can relate to, get advice from, and just feel like I'm hanging out with and talking about life with. I was never a big podcast listener, but this is one of my absolute favorites, and I can't wait to see you guys grow moving forward. Love you, Nicole. It's always crazy. I love that you binge. Yeah, me too. That's I'm so like, cute. people actually listen to our podcast. Anytime someone tells me they listen, I'm like, what i was like wait what you listened to i was like when did you get access to sarah and i's facetime conversation (laughs) weird spooky forgot we're like (laughs) releasing these (laughs) to the public (laughs) imagine that but we're on this journey together so we love that and if you want to be next week's loaded listener loaded review of the week be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts hit that five star button leave us a spooky review baby you can leave sarah's word of the week in there insufferable that's our favorite that's always our word of the week baby but sarah actually has a gen z word of the week yeah i do i'm excited to hear it i i don't really know what this word means which how do we beat the what what was the spider one like i didn't come here to fuck spiders or something like that i don't know (laughs) something about fucking spiders last week if you know you know yeah this uh-huh. week is yeet. Ah, yeet. I've seen that everywhere. It says, this is a very complex and versatile word that can be used in pretty much every context. See, I did not know that. So here's some examples. Example one, see you later. And the person replies, yeet. So it's Do like, you want yeah. an apple? Yeet. The state of this economy, though, yeet. So, I mean, okay, get you a word that can do it all, you know, versatile. I'm so pumped to record this podcast. Aren't you, Sarah? Yeet. Does Caitlin have vocal fry? Yeet. Yeet. Am I dumb? Yeet. Yeet. Am I a witch? Yeet. Yeet. I'm going to be saying that in my sleep. It's like, yeet. It's like, yeet. 
Oh my god. I hate us so much. So make sure you use that word as much as possible. Throw it in our loaded review. Mm, Yeah, do that too. So for weekly updates, I don't really have much, but I do have to say I went to Machine Gun Kelly. I know Caitlin's going to Machine Gun Kelly next week. Not anymore. What? We canceled. (gasps) Just because we were traveling so much in October and we were like, we can't. But we are going to Bon Iver instead. I'm sad for you. I know. It's okay though. Well, I saw Machine Gun Kelly and it was amazing. Great performer. Good vibes. Dude, his good vibes. Love good vibes. Mm -hmm. Good person. I got like, you know how you can tell when someone's like not the best person? Yes. Yeet. You mean? Yeet. (laughs) Great dude. Good dad. Loved it. I always forget he's a zaddy. Yeah, he is. And obviously Megan Fox is from Tennessee. So he was, you know, talking about her. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, now you know. Okay, girl. <laughs> Yeet. Yeet. She's from, I think, close to Gatlinburg. I could be wrong, but anyway. Interesting. This is going to sound really messed up, but I just can't stop thinking about their sex life. I can't look at a picture of them without thinking about it. Like, I see the, a picture and I see penetration. It It's all-consuming. I just... But it's also what they exude. Like, every picture is their tongues touching. So, obviously, I'm going to be thinking about it. I know, but for that reason... I I would pay serious money to watch them have sex. Oh, who wouldn't? Right? Drop that OF, baby. Like, let's go. I just feel like it would be crazy all over the place, kind of like a porno. IRL. Yeah. I can just see him, like, spitting on her feet and just, like, devouring her feet like an ice cream cone. And I would be, like, into this. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah, because of his foot fetish. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, you know, he just gobbles and swallows that. Mm. But, you know, her feet are probably pretty. So because Megan Fox has toe thumbs, do you think he's also turned on by her toe thumbs? I have never really looked at her thumbs. She is like the poster child for her to- for toe thumbs. I'm going to Google this. That is the real hard-hitting question. Does he get double the fun with double the toes? I had no idea she... Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They're they're toey. That's crazy. I know. Okay, guys. Make sure you Google this because I'm not just acting right now. <laughs> I'm not acting. It's 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 incredible. And I'm genuinely curious. Oh my god. I didn't know that her ex-husband is not cute. Yes. For years I was always very confused at that matchup because she's just bombshell and i'm like what i mean he's not ugly he's just not like he must have Whoa. a huge penis like machine gun kelly and megan fox makes sense makes to sense me. together airbnb table yes all of the above all of it i went down a big black hole the other day of the internet of course and i was watching or just kind of googling trying <laughs> to find uh why they divorced and all that stuff and Ended up seeing her accuse him of making her look like an absent mother. It was all this drama. And I don't know. I was like, wow, this is tea. It was all over Instagram, apparently. I was here for the drama. Yeah. I just really wanted to tell you guys that I would pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch (laughs) them have sex. So if they want to release a sex tape, I will watch. I would not be opposed. Do you think they'll have babies? I wonder this as well because I watched yeah. a interview of – is his name Brian Austin Green? Is that his yeah. name? 
in Megan Fox when they first had their first son Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how he wanted a girl and obviously they never had a girl they only had sons so I'm wondering if that's in the cards for him and Machine Gun or for her and Machine Gun Kelly I feel like I've seen a caption before that's like can't wait to have your babies or something like that and I'm wondering just if they'll actually get on it because I would be so here for that offspring It'd be like the coolest child. I feel like it'd be good for him because he clearly loves his daughter. Exactly. Did you listen to Nico's uh, podcast of Call Her Daddy? I, for- I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. I do want to apologize. I did not realize that he used they, them. And I definitely called him he. Or sorry. Fu- See, I'm really bad at this. Oh, okay. I definitely called them he. Okay. I did not know that either, so that's going to be brought up. Yeah, the more you know, we be making mistakes. Well, it was really interesting. I hope you listen to it. I'm, I absolutely will. Obsessed with Nico. Totally forgot to, to it do on your it. flight. Yeah, I'm gonna actually add that on my QRN so I don't forget because I will. And then we'll talk about it next week. <sighs> Hell yeah! It was really interesting. I actually found it very informative. I can't wait. Nico is hot, 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 hot. Do you have anything new for you? I went to a wedding. I was in Wisconsin, and now I'm here in back at Glamorisa 16 headquarters recording, I think, the fir- first podcast in this room. I don't think I've recorded in here before. Probably over Christmas. I don't even remember that. I feel like we pre-recorded a couple episodes, but gosh, I don't know. So I'm sitting here thriving. I got my Harry Potter on in the background. You have Harry Potter watching right now? Yeah, it was on and I'm like, this is the perfect. I love watching all of Harry Potter in October. So Caitlin's going to, while I'm talking about the Salem Witch Trial, I will see her looking over <laughs> at the screen, watching Harry I'm like, Potter. Wait, what? What did you say? <laughs> Yeet. This is potentially going to be a longer, like I'm definitely probably going to lose my voice because it's six pages long on my PDF. <laughs> I understood the assignment. She understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I knew absolutely nothing about the Salem witch trials. And I felt like this was I was I was wondering if I should wait till the day that we actually get to go to Salem together. I'm really disappointed in us that we didn't. We're not in Salem right now. I know. Getting all the potions and brews and yeah. Fake. But you know what? We're fake. We'll be there next year. Allegedly. <laughs> Potentially. So like I said, I literally knew nothing i have always wanted to know more just never really took time to actually learn more it happens yeah it'd be like that sometimes i'm like where where do i start take us back to the back to the beginning okay so as we know this is what i knew basically was that Some people were just going around Salem accusing other people of being witches. They weren't actually actually witches and they were put to death. That's all I know. Yes. Yes. Precisely. Okay. So just to set the tone, Salem was not exactly in a good place back when this happened, which was in 1692. I know it's shocking. Can't believe the colonies weren't thriving, (laughs) you know, without all that technology. How dare they? I know. Get with the time, Salem. So... Accusing of people of being witches actually dates back to the 14th century in Europe, which is tea. Um, It was believed that certain people had loyalty to the devil where they would harm other people around them, allegedly. Mm. This wasn't something that ended with the Salem witch trials. In fact, to this day, it's still like a thing that's going around. People still accuse other people of being witches. and. 
third or third world countries, which is crazy to me. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, this seems so, I mean, granted, I don't know if it's to the extreme of the Salem witch trials, but right. Yeah. Still a thing, Damn. which is wild to think about because I mean, I'm sure someone's probably calling me a witch somewhere because I am. <laughs> LOL. I mean, we also, are witchy. Did you go through a phase of thinking you're a witch when you were a kid? I never left that phase. I like <laughs> am still riding that train. Yeah. I would have hundred percent been accused and put to death. <laughs> Same. So I'm always like, dude, I'm psychic. <laughs> so by the late 18th century in Europe, between 40,000 and 60,000 people were executed because of witchcraft. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that wild? And like a the lot 18th of century, people. That's like, what, 1700s? Like, that's crazy. <sighs> it's a lot of people and not a lot of time. I know. That many witches in one area. Wild. Okay. For a little background information, Salem was not in the best state years prior to the witch trials. If you remember, during history class, the witch trials took place during the colonial years. So they already had the hardships that came with being a new colony, which was the British war with France in the colonies. Don't really remember what that was. As a history buff, I couldn't tell you anything about that. I'd have to ask Alex. Yeah. Yeah. The smallpox epidemic and the fear of Native Americans potentially attacking the colonizers for, you know, stealing their land. As we record this on Indigenous People's Day. Yes. So you could say they were on edge and uptight as fuck. <laughs> Understandable. I'm just picturing you right now. Sorry. just I'm just picturing you being the history teacher and you're just, you're just telling the kids like this. <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I'm just pretending that I am listening to your class right now and it's I'm here for it. Maybe I would have liked history more if it was like this. Imagine me as a teacher. Just that saying. would be a shitstorm. <laughs> I know. So the Salem witch trials didn't last super for a super long amount of time. It actually was only less than a year. It started in February 19 or sorry, 1692. When literally, this is the fucking craziest thing ever because I literally had no idea, a nine-year-old what? and an 11-year-old. What were they doing? So the nine-year-old was Elizabeth Paris and the 11-year-old was Abigail Williams, daughter and niece to the reverend or the minister in Salem. They began having weird outbursts and just like screaming and, you know, <laughs> touring their bodies and all that weird shit basically saying they were like possessed and they went to the doctor and the doctor was basically couldn't figure out what was wrong with them so he said that they were bewitched you know i can't figure out what's wrong with you so you must be bewitched because you're pretty fucked up so (laughs) bewitched again can't stress how quickly i would have been accused of being a witch Uh, literally and i there's many reasons why i'd be accused of being a witch number one uh being that we're always making weird fucking (laughs) gestures and and noises so yes Correct. So after that, a bunch of other girls started having similar behavior. Arrest warrants were issued when the kids started accusing the people that their families essentially didn't like. Mm, Tea. Mm -hmm. Naughty, naughty. It's just honestly crazy to me that like they would give these nine to 11 year olds that much power because when you're nine and 11, you're having temper tantrums. As we all do, you know? And that's wild that they bewitchment or just, you know, typical bratty, probably bored nine-year-olds. Crazy. Right? Just trying to start some shit. I'm just trying to make it more interesting in this town, okay? We don't got technology. Like, I got to I gotta keep things interesting. But honestly, like, low-key also same. I'm like, wonder what these girls' signs were. Was astrology a thing back then? <laughs> I wonder if we could look up their birth dates. Elizabeth Paris, were you a... What were Scorpio you? Scorpio yeah. energy. Probably. 
Scorpio, Gemini's probably. And the first arrest warrants were to the minister's Caribbean slave named Tituba, a homeless beggar named Sarah Good, who was fucking pregnant, an elderly woman who was also considered poor in the community, Sarah Osborne. I'm seeing a theme here. Yes. Sarah. (laughs) I would like to point out with how many similarities I have with the two witches that were first accused. Now know why you were named... I love that your parents did that, you know. Honestly, it makes sense. So the only one to confess to being a witch was Tatuba. There are many theories that basically she was forced to. And it was really interesting. I didn't write this down, but I went down, obviously, dark hole of this as well. But she would tell the younger girls stories of, like, I don't know, just spiritual things. And mm-hmm. when the girl started acting weird, this other woman came to her and was like, you might be accused of being a witch so you might want to do one of these witch tests to make sure you're not so she ends up doing one of these witch tests it ends up not working out in her favor so she's like oh my god i'm actually a fucking witch oh i want to know what 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 was this witch test i want to take the witch test oh don't worry i have them right here (laughs) oh my god can i take it (laughs) i'm packing off that no i don't think you want to take these witch tests there's five that were commonly used in salem there were seven total that I researched, but the other two were mainly in, like, Europe and stuff. Okay. So the first one is called the swimming test. <laughs> I personally loved the opener for the resource I was reading on the swimming test. They said, one might say water was not a witch's friend. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which is savage and very true. <laughs> um, so according to the vintagenews.com, shout out to them for that epic line, <laughs> Essentially, in the swimming test, you get stripped down to your undergarments, get your hand and legs bound together, and the best way I can describe it is, like, think of a hog on those, like, Hawaiian luau things. So you're like that. Oh. Very comfortable. Um, Niche comparison, but anyway. You'd then be tossed into a body of water with a rope tied around your stomach to prevent you from drowning. What? To see if you would swim or float. Because basically, a witch would be rejected by the water because water is a sacrament for Mm -hmm. baptism and it's looked at as being like a religious element so Ah. obviously if you're water you're gonna like shoot up which is why when people are like possessed by the devil and the priest like puts holy water on them they'd like freak out so you'd be rejected by the water and you would float oh my god Mm -hmm. and then if you sank then you were innocent okay it's a weird test so there's that the second one is the one that Tatuba, I could be pronouncing her name wrong. I probably am, but I'm the queen of mispronouncing things and also saying things incorrectly as people like to say. <laughs> Witch cakes. That sounds yummy. Okay. Just remember what you just said. Uh-huh. So this is one of the wildest ones to me because who the frick would think of this? This takes, okay, basically you take the accused urine, Ugh. you mix it with rye meal, ashes and you bake a cake out of it then you feed it to a dog because dogs were said to be like the assistants to witches um and if the dog started acting strangely like howling barking or anything you know out of the normal for dogs because you know dogs don't howl i was like "Mm, okay um your dog is considered then under the spell and accused and the accused would then be convicted what kind of test is that? They're really pulling shit out of their ass for that one. You're like, hmm, let's mix some of those. And if a dog acts like a dog, they're a witch. Like, that's creative. 
The third one is pretty interesting as well. It's called the witch marks. So this is pretty straightforward. You would get stripped down and shaved of any body hair that could potentially hide one of the witch's marks. And they would examine your body for any mole, mark, or scar that would be considered the touch of the devil. Okay, well, I have uh, a lot of witch's marks then because they're I have birthmarks all over my body. Well, do you have a third nipple? No, is that is that a specific one? Yes, they were looking for a witch's teat. <laughs> Basically, the witches would have a third nipple, which is what they would what? use to and it would most likely be like a wart on the body of like, you know, an elderly or something yeah. like that, but they would call it a witch's teat, which would feed the animals that the witch would have on her side. I am dead. What? Yeah. That's so random. There can't be that many people that had a third one. You know what I mean? Or one even in that, even a wart in that general vicinity. Like how many people would have that? A witch's teat? Yeah. Where an animal would suckle? So of these tests, it's like, did you have to do all of the tests or did you just have to do one and then... Like if I passed, if I if I sank, would I still have to show my teat? That's a good question. I feel like they did it until they got one in their favor. I I'm not entirely sure. Like I feel like if you're gonna be accused, they're probably trying. Like you're kind of yeah, probably. Next one is the touch test, and it's pretty simple. If suddenly someone fell ill after being in contact with another person, then they were suddenly cured of the ailment after being touched again by the same person then the person who touched them was guaranteed to be a witch. But if you were still sick after being touched, then they were innocent. It's going to touch you. And the fifth one is pretty wild and pretty straightforward. You have to recite the Bible perfectly. No errors or do-overs. So I'd be fucked because when I went to the church or when I went to church for a wedding recently because I was born and raised Catholic, they changed things every day pretty much. And... I was saying things that was not what you're supposed to say anymore. So They're like, that was so three years ago, Sarah. I haven't been here in a while, so I'd be fucked. I wonder if they were like off the top of their head or or just reading it and they couldn't mess up because my even looking at it, my eyes will mix words together. On the top of their head. So they would have to like recite a prayer or a popular Bible verse and all that stuff. I, I can't even do that with, with any body of work so um i'd be screwed i can't even think straight let alone no. form a clear sentence let alone recite uh chip clop anything do we need to go back to that <laughs> chip clop. <laughs> chip okay clopping. you proved your point <laughs> so you're a witch <laughs> you can chip clop over to the trials bitch <laughs> forgot about that already okay how dare you i wonder if i'm pretty sure her name was olivia i'm still sorry about chip clopping <laughs> i bet she loves and, it and like completely fucking up yeah. your story <laughs> it was a good one so the accused over the course of a few months over 200 people were accused of being a witch and only 100 to 140 to 150 were arrested during the witch oh, hunt oh my god Something to note is said that the families of the girls, specifically Minister Samuel Paris and Thomas Putnam, the father of one of the girls inflicted, also was one of the most influential elders in the community. They egged the girls on, basically using it as a crunch or crutch. Crunch. Oh my God. Once again, proving my point. To hurt the families that they didn't like or if people like owed them money or if basically was a 
you know, they didn't contribute much to the community. They were like easy, yeah, easy to call them a witch and just solve this. Ugh, so fucked. I know. So let's talk about the ones that were found guilty and eventually executed. 19 were hung and one was tortured to death. It's also important to note that four people died while in prison waiting for their trial. Oh, my God. I know. So the first one, Bridget Bishop. Bridget was a widow in her 50s that was just essentially had a bad reputation in many run-ins with the law. She was the first person tried because she had been accused of years of being a witch. So they thought it'd be an easy win. She was the first person hung on June 10th, 1692. Following that, I think there were one, two, three, four, five hung on July 19th. First one being Sarah Good. She was one of the first ones accused as well. Sarah was 38. She was one of the first people accused that I touched on. Her daughter was four years old, and she was even accused of being a witch. She was held in jail for eight months. Oh, my God. And then she got out? Yeah, she got out. What the hell? But apparently another website I read that her daughter like saw her walking to the gallows because that's how obviously they were hung. They weren't. That's so sad. And she was obviously crying and they were saying that she was possessed by the devil because she was obviously like wailing and distraught naturally wanting her mom. But she ended up getting out. Holy crap. Elizabeth Howell was 57. Similar to Bridget, she was accused of bewitching before and was eventually accused by the pact in Salem Village. Susanna Miller was 71. She was another poor widower who was accused of being a witch. Rebecca Nurse was 71. She was the wife of a farmer in town, Francis Nurse. She was popular in town, but known for her long-standing feud over a land dispute with who other than the Putnam family. She was also very vocal about her disapproval of the Salem town minister, Samuel Paris, (laughs) being appointed. She was eventually found not guilty during her trial, but then the accusers, so the little girls, started protesting and acting up. So the jury then had to go back and reconsider and then ended up coming with a guilty verdict. Oh, my God. Give me a break. So, basically, where the fuck was the law, you know? Pretty much you can't be outspoken or on anybody's bad side who's in power or else they're going to off you. So, Geminis? Okay, cool. So, those Geminis are... (laughs) Sarah Wilds. She was 65. She was a wife of a local judge with, again, previous run-ins with the law, including fornicating out of wedlock, a.k.a. having sex without being married to your partner. Then again... Her other run-in was when she was accused of wearing a silk scarf. Okay, she sounds fashionable and fun. How dare she wear a silk scarf? Right? Isn't that fucking weird? What's the problem with that? So she ended up marrying a widower in his basically the former wife of said widower, so the woman who passed away. Her family didn't Mm -hmm. like Sarah, so they were like, let's accuse her of being a witch. My God. And so they start spreading that rumor. And sure enough, obviously, she was convicted and hung as well. On And those were all on (sighs) July 19th. Moving to, sorry, moving to August 19th. So I thought it was wild. I had no idea that any men were accused of being witches. I thought it was just a woman thing. I was just about to say, I thought it was just women. And it's so annoying that it's only women. Yeah, well. It's men, too. And actually, this is really wild. I was reading, but two dogs were, I think, shot because they 
could also be accused of being witches. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? That's so sad. Poor dogs, rest in peace. So this is the first man witch. So this is Reverend George Burroughs. He was in his mid-40s, and he was a Puritan minister from Maine who moved to Massachusetts to be a minister in Salem Village. The residents were not thrilled about his appointment, so he wasn't always paid for his work. He would borrow money from the Putnam family. As well as the Putnam. But he eventually stopped getting paid altogether because they were disapproving of him. And so he ended up fleeing back to Maine and not paying his debt to the Putnam family. Eventually, the Putnam family accused him of being a witch, essentially because... He won their money. And on the gallows, George Burroughs recited a prayer flawlessly as one last chance to prove that he wasn't a witch. The people claimed it was devilish trickery and he was still hung. Oh my god. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so this is why they didn't ta- teach us this in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your debts, bitches. Witches. Martha Carrier is 33. She lived in Andover, which I have no idea where that is. Uh, and she was the first one accused there. It didn't help that she was also the niece to a huge opponent of the Salem Witch Trials. She was accused by her neighbors because of a land dispute, and he immediately fell ill. Oh my God. Her children were basically set up to testify against her, and sure enough, she was proven to be a witch. These freaking land disputes. I know. John Willard, he was around 30. He was a deputy constable who at the beginning was in charge of arresting those accused of being witches, but since he was a arresting so many people he was like how is it possible for this many people to be guilty yes coming to common sense yeah (laughs) so he started to question things and he eventually quit his job in protest and became one of the first people to sneak or to speak out against the witch trials at first he was accused by ann putnam of course and for quote beating her baby sister to death but he wasn't arrested he was accused again by his wife's grandfather who fell ill after receiving a quote cross look from Williard very shortly after that his nep- his wife's nephew was found dead bloody and beaten he fled but was eventually found at the trial and Putnam said she saw all the ghosts of the people he had killed oh my god no thank you freaking Anne so aggressive obviously they don't think he actually killed anyone. No. George Jacobs Sr. was 72. He was accused by multiple people, including his granddaughter, because he was outspoken against the witch trials. All members <laughs> of the Putnam family testified against him in the trials. I think Anne Putnam is a witch, actually. Prove me wrong. <laughs> or just a bitch. Who knows? John <laughs> Proctor, 61, was a wealthy farmer, but against the trials. His wife was initially arrested for being a witch during the trials. All the accusers started pointing fingers at their entire family. So that's when he got brought in. He recognized that the city of Salem was going crazy and actually mm. wrote a letter to the Boston clergy to move the trials to Boston where everything would like a little bit um, ran better. Yeah. You know, a little less biased. A more fair. And the rest of his family was spared due to this letter, but unfortunately they didn't intervene early enough to save him. Oh, that's so sad. I know. So then the final pact is on September 22nd, 
Alice Parker, her age is unknown. Basically, she was known around town for having a sixth sense. My kind of girl. She was like pretty common. During her trial, her accuser said she bewitched her mother, made her sister ill, and drowned men at sea. Well, normal things. Then we have Mary Parker, who was around age 40. She was another widower. So basically, they loved her. There's so many, yeah, there's so many widows. They're probably just distraught because their husband died. Yeah, and also just like they didn't have anyone to defend them. Probably not a lot of money either. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Um, but it's unknown why she was accused of being a witch. It says there were two Mary Parkers in the area and that they got the wrong one. <laughs> but the accuser claims it's the right one. My guess is the accuser just really wanted to see someone hung and was like, that's the one. My God. And Puditer. Puditer. 70s she was a widower who was actually a midwife and a nurse she was one to tell it like it is and because of that she was eventually accused of being a witch aren't they at the trial they examined all of her medical supplies as instruments of the devil she was a freaking nurse what do you mean and a midwife come on i know they were like this is so occult and i'm like so who's who deliver helping deliver your babies huh exactly i'm like (laughs) there's normal medical tools okay the medicine is Necessary, but okay. Wimmint Reed, probably mispronounced that. Her daughter was the wife of accused witch George Burroughs. She was randomly accused and brought to a tavern by girls because her presence made them sad. Oh, oh my God, that's so sad. Margaret Scott was 77. She had seven kids, but only three survived outside of childhood, and her husband died as well. So, yes, another widower. <laughs> She had no way of making money to provide for her family, so she was forced to beg, and that was obviously very unpopular because people were like, get a job. Yeah. But, you know, she's 77, so. Oh, my God. She was convicted by town's most notable family. The Putnams. Yep. God damn it. Samuel Wardwell, 49. He was from a town nearby Andover, once again, known for being a fortune teller and a practitioner for English folk magic, which was an occult work therefore easy target for witchcraft during his examinations he owned up to his fortune telling and said he made a pact with the devil but eventually took back those statements (laughs) too little too late well okay he's he's pushing it there yeah he did that to himself mary (laughs) eastie was 58 sister to two accused witches again making it an easy target she was actually arrested and released then a few days later she was accused again and better examined, and they ended up finding two charges of witchcraft. So they didn't mm. say, like, what those were. She clearly failed to test, but whatever. And the final one is Martha Corey, 72, wife of wealthy farmer, but an outspoken critic to the witch trials, often and would often call the girls liars. Her husband ended up testifying against her, saying that his farm animals and him were both bewitched by her, ended up getting hung traitor so those were the 19 who were accused of witchcraft but there's still one person who died as a result to all of this and this is giles Corey, husband to martha Corey, the one we just oh. talked about the last alleged witch this man was as you can as you can imagine not the best he was actually charged with murdering a farmhand about 20 years earlier found guilty and only had to pay a fine uh come on that other great man thomas putnam thought giles bribed his way into only paying a fine so obviously he deserved the witchcraft accusation which kind of like fair i get it like i probably would have yeah. said the same thing he yeah refused to enter a plea to prevent his case from going to trial 
allegedly he knew he was going to die, whether it be by torture or on the gallows. He was tortured for three days to force a plea out of him, eventually dying on the third day of torture. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. I know. So you're probably wondering, when did this all end? Yeet. At the end of September, which I think it's so, I mean, it's not funny, but like, I always assumed it was in October because obviously it's very too. witchy and everyone an October, goes yeah. to Salem in October. I assumed it was just yeah. like hand in hand, but apparently not. At the end of September, following the remaining hangings, they use spectral. Oh, sorry. The remaining hangings, the trials use spectral evidence, which was basically someone had a dream or a vision that they were a witch or something. And that was declared unusable because it couldn't be proven. Duh. <laughs> At this time, this was the most common type of evidence used in the witch trials, and things started to slow down because people didn't have, like, a way of accusing people without, you know, their make-believe evidence. Yes. Then, by October 29th, the governor, Phipps, dismissed the court of Oyer and Terminer. I have no idea what that means. And the remaining people in jail (laughs) that were accused of witchcraft were tried in the new court in the winter. Basically, everyone was found not guilty, but those who were found guilty were pardoned by the governor by spring. My God. In December of 1697, the governor declared that on January 5th, it would be a day of fasting and prayer as an attempt to make amends with God for the Salem witch trials. Yeah, that'll totally amend you. Yeah. And then... In 1706, one of the afflicted girls, Anne Putnam, who tried to orchestrate the entire thing with her family, issued apology over 10 years later. (sighs) Basically, she is accusing Satan as being, you know, behind it all. Excuse me, Anne. So it made her do those things. I'll read you a little snippet of Of her BS apology. I desire to be humbled before God for the sad and humbling providence that befell my family's, my father's family in the year of 92, that I, then being my childhood, should, by providence of God, be made an instrument for the accusing of several persons of grievous crimes whereby their lives were taken away from them, whom I now just grounds and goods believe that they were innocent persons. You bitch, Anne. You were the one who did this. I know. What a little turd. And then in 1711, the colony passed a bill that was an attempt to restore the names of those accused, and they paid the families 600 pounds in restitution. I have no idea how much that translates today. Yeah, I wonder. Or if that's like the modern, what they got. But, you know, it's not enough. A little too late. Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. That's wild. So that is the Salem Witch Trials. I can't believe they didn't discuss this in my youth, but how dare they? I know. It's a little grotesque, but there's just like no basis for it at all. I know. It's just like, mm, I feel sad in your presence. So what does that imagine going on there just because like, I don't feel like good around you, you know? Good vibes. Yeah. You give me bad vibes. Oh, speaking okay, of man. this, um, Morgan Stewart guys posted on Instagram recently, and what was like the question? It was like, "How do you surround yourselves with people who don't talk shit or something?" And she's like, "I talk shit all the time." <laughs> she's like, "I don't!" Exclamation point. <laughs> I'm really good at it. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Tell me your Gemini without telling me your Gemini. And Sarah had sent it to me, and I didn't see it, and then I sent her that one, and I was like, "Tell me your Gemini," and then. We're like, oh, of course, we both sent each other that exact same frame of this Q&A. Me. 
A little shit. It just hit. Yeah. It was Sarah. A witch. You and Morgan Stewart would have been tried for sure. Oh, for sure. Like (laughs) 1,000%. So that's uh, the witch trials. Very hot and heavy for a few months. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, and we're done. I can't believe it was that. For some reason, I thought it went on way longer than that. Same. It's so fucked that they just like. They really pulled that out of their ass. They truly did. It's like, how do we off people we don't like? Oh, yeah. Let's start like. With nine-year-olds. Accusing them of witches. I know. What the hell? Crazy. Drama, Salem. So. You are drama. So drama. Mm -hmm. Drama for days. Now I feel like extra ready for our Salem trip. I know. I do have a confession. Cody and I are staying in the outskirts of Salem on it because we fly into Boston at like 3 p.m. And we aren't. We don't want to drive like all the way to Vermont. So we're going to a brewery in Salem, but I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I'm you, not gonna look. You better not. Don't even. I'm just gonna. You better not even think. Cover my eyes. Don't look, <laughs> or I will accuse you. <laughs> you thou like, shall be I accused. I cannot experience Salem. You can't for get a two hours without peak, without my presence. Uh-uh. Oh, and also one of our followers, you guys. I forgot to. She sent us recommendations for Salem back when we were hyping us us going to Salem. So I figured, hell yeah, if any of you are going to Salem, I've got some good places for you. So this is from Morgan, I think is her name. And uh, so here they are. Some cute lunch spots. She recommends Life Alive Cafe, great vegan options, smoothie, grain bowls, and salads. Gulu Gulu Cafe, sandwiches, salads, and over five or 50 types of beer. The Juicery, Acai Bowls, Lobster Shanty, which is an iconic dive bar, seafood, and outdoor seating. If you want witchy things to do, walk down yes. Essex Street and Charter Street for witchy shops, attractions, and cemeteries. The Salem oh. Witch Museum, House of Seven Gables, and the Witch House of Salem. Oh my god, I want to go. If you want an insta spot, the roof of Salem Hotel. It's a rooftop bar in the center of a town. The Witch House at Salem and Derby Waterfront Pickering Wharf. No idea what that means, but <laughs> if you want some good Wharf. house or shops, there's House Witch, which is home healing incense in homemade gifts, and then Oak and Moss plants home decor, and the aesthetic is everything. So thanks, oh girlfriend. God. I can like smell it right now. I can just like smell the incense and just mm, I want to go. I'm going to have to clog my nose when I'm visiting. Clog your nose? Yeah, because I can't look or see. I can't experience Salem without you. Duh. You just need like earplugs just up in the nose. You can't even, you can't look, you can't smell it without me. I love it. If any of you do go to Salem, please let us know. Send us pics. I want to feel like I'm there with you. You can just like FaceTime me in. Because I will not. <laughs> Down the streets. Yeah. Oh, it'll be so fun. We need like a revolve around Salem trip. We should, we should pitch that. <laughs> So I have an idea. Uh, Why don't we go to Salem? Uh Uh-huh. Revolve with love that for sure. Aesthetic. Bougie. (laughs) So many hotels, I'm sure. I think think it's a good idea. Be sure to leave us five stars because we know you enjoyed this informative podcast. I did. And on that note, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye, witches.